Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey there, everybody. Fresh off the W train from downtown. <laughs> Amy and TJ here in studio. We just had a nice moment. We're about to talk about, uh, we're going to get into this dry January thing here in just a second. But Ropes, we, I love this. It happened to us once before, but one of the last things that happened to us before we came into the studio today was a nice guy we just ran into on the train. Nice and loud. <laughs> and initially, we wanted to say, oh my goodness, he's annoying. But he was very, very sweet to us. And it was just a great experience that we wanted to share. Yes. Uh, people don't often know what to do if you see someone and it's always a good thing I think to say something kindly you don't necessarily have to yell it on the subway so that everybody turns and stares but <laughs> no I think everyone appreciates a kind word or two and um, most people do want photos and it's kind of nice after our almost year of avoiding all cameras at all costs to be able to say sure we'll take a selfie with you and it was nice and it was sweet and he did say he watches us every day on TV uh, his cable's been out for a year. I think maybe he didn't pay his bill. Yeah, we've had that a couple of times. We're like, are you sure? Which channel? I'd uh, like to watch. <laughs> but he was. But John is his name. John, we just met on the W train from downtown. Brother, we want to know that you had an impact on us, and we appreciate you taking the time um, to say hello, and as excited as you were, and he, we walked away from him, and he said to us, don't let anyone get in the way of love. It was very sweet. It was a very sweet moment before we came in here, and we didn't. We planned on starting a different way, but that was a very nice thing he did. Um, so thank you for that, John. But we are talking. I, we know a lot of you out there are doing Dry January. Everybody's talking about it. Seems more and more people are participating every year. But we want to start by asking you, if you are hearing our voices right now, I want you to answer this question to yourself and answer it honestly. On average, how many drinks per week? do you consume give you a moment now robes what do you think people are doing in their mind are they being honest with themselves right now i think they're not wanting to but deep down there's that little voice saying but remember oh yeah then there was that oh yeah maybe when that happened so i think we all want to believe we drink less in fact so my brother is a doctor Dr. Eric Robach. And he told me this a long time ago. He's an internist, and so he has people come in. And one of the first things your doctor asks you on your yearly exam is, how many drinks would you say you have per week? He said, as a rule of thumb among doctors, among physicians, they always know to double the number. So whatever you tell your doctor, just know they're writing down double because they know you're not being honest. All right. So, folks, we gave you a second there. If you're hearing us, I asked, being honest with yourself, how many drinks per week do you have? My next question is, if you were filling out that questionnaire mm. that Robach was just talking about, or if your doctor asked you, what is the answer you would give? I would normally give three to five a day, and that is such a lie. 
I would tell a doctor that, but that is not true. What would you tell on a questionnaire or tell your doctor? I would say I have two drinks a day. <laughs> Stop laughing. Okay. And that still puts me in the heavy drinker category. I, I am with you all day, every day, almost. And two, <laughs> that's cute. Last year was a little bit of an anomaly. Yes, it was. But a lot of people had an anomaly during the pandemic. So, And, and we've come back down on our levels. But, um, but the true answer, you said you would tell a doctor what? Two, so 14 to a four, day. I'd say, you know, between 10 and 15 drinks a week. That is what I would say to a doctor. Is yes. that accurate? It was at one point in my life. It, you were 14. <laughs> no, no. I actually. So I kind of broke this down as I was thinking about mm-hmm. this. Obviously, high school and college, it was more about just every now and then binge drinking, which is not obviously admirable in any way. But in my 20s, when I started working, A, I was working 90 hours a week, and B, I was making $20,000 a year. So I didn't have money for alcohol, which was a good thing. So I remember having a six-pack of beer in my fridge, and it would last well over a week. So that was just a matter of finances and time. I didn't have any time, and I didn't have any money. In my 30s, I had kids, I had my babies, and I really got into wine. And I think that is when I became a moderate to heavy drinker, where I was having 7 to 10 sometimes 15 drinks a week. And I always binged on celebratory nights. And binging is what? You looked it up. So that is amazing to me. All right, that's something else we want to ask everybody is, would you consider yourself a moderate drinker, a heavy drinker, or a binge drinker? I guess I would always say I'm a heavy drinker. Um, Would you have put yourself in that category? Oh, in the last decade, for sure. Okay, a heavy drinker. So moderate, for you folks out there who think you're a moderate drinker, that means that you are having for a man at least that is 15 is for men and one drink a day so seven less than seven is that's for the week for women right for women all right so you hear that we got we had andrew and uh, and emma two of our producers in the room here with us and we were talking to them about we're trying to get an honest answer and emma uh if you don't mind me saying is 22 over there and we were asking her about her drinking habits now would emma i have to add would you have considered yourself a moderate drinker a heavy drinker or would you have called yourself somebody who binge drinks as well well i think before learning this information i would have (laughs) classified myself as a moderate drinker but i think according to the numbers i might be a binge drinker oh my goodness so binge for men is considered uh, more than five drinks on one occasion or within two hours for women that's four drinks on one occasion or within two hours how often do you do that, Ropes? Often. Often. You, Emma? Often. Often. Okay. So this is what, what this is all for. Right? Dry January. And, and, and we know, and, and there's a lot of differing opinions out there about this. But some things think this is great. Anytime you can take a break, it's good for your health. That's awesome. Other people think, why are we doing this? People just go right back to their old habits. It's not good for your health. If you binge, then abstain, then binge, then abstain. That's no good. Um, And the other thing about it is people all up in your face about it. It gets annoying that every time, I'm sorry, I'm doing dry January. (laughs) And on social media, everybody, who look at my mocktail. I'm guilty of that. I put up a post (laughs) showing a mock, but it gets commercialized and it gets annoying. I get that. And I understand how that would be annoying. In fact, I think you were pretty annoying to me in years past when you would say you were doing your dry January. It was like... For those of us who didn't in the past, who hadn't, it kind of felt like, oh, are you better than me? Oh, you have more willpower than me? Is that an impression of me you're doing? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but clearly not accurate. Uh, I would say, though, now that I'm participating in Dry January, it is a part accountability. Like, Mm -hmm. if I announce it, now you're going to hold me accountable because you can't see me order a drink and I'm not going to have a drink. But also, experience. I'm explaining because normally if you're hanging out with me, I'm not going to a restaurant or going up to a bar and ordering a club soda. So sometimes it's just like, hey, here's why I'm ordering a club soda. Not that I owe anyone an explanation, but it sometimes requires an explanation if you know me and you're friends with me. Um, I'm not pregnant, but that's kind of funny anyway. Because I'm 50, so that wouldn't even really be an option. But anywho, thank you for the clarity, though, anywho. that you're not pregnant. <laughs> Some of us appreciate that information more than others. Oh my Oops. goodness! And and Andrew here in studio with us uh, actually is doing Dry January as well. Yes. And can I ask you why and what how you would have classified yourself as a drinker? Yeah. So for the holidays, it's usually ramps up a lot. Like November and December. I'd even go into October at this point. It's just 
there's a lot of drinking. It's a lot of celebrating. And come January, you just kind of want to dry up a little bit and just like give yourself that clarity that I feel it gives you. I did it last year and it really just helped me realize like, oh, when you go out, it's okay to have one or two drinks. You don't need to be drinking four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight drinks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're out. Because for me, I think I do binge drink. I don't drink during the week, but come a Friday or a Saturday or even a Sunday when I'm at home with my parents, it's like bottles of wine, huh? tons of drinks. And I just was like, I need to take a break. See, we don't even think about it. And mo most people, it's four of us sitting in here, all four of us. We didn't coordinate, but all of us are. Wait, you're not doing the dry January. Emma, you're, uh, no, <laughs> you all should see how, you should see how Emma just looked at me. I said, you doing a dry? She, her eyes no. got big, like, hell no. Well, that was, that was me every other year. <laughs> oh, hell no. But you did a lot. So 15% of the adult population that's about 40 million. 40 million folks are doing dry January. Then you have millions more who are doing a damp or some type of drier, dryish. It's called semi-dry semi -dry. or uh, damp January. And that is what I had done in the last couple of years because um, even that feels great. That's even better than doing nothing. So you designate, I designated, I think I did three days a week I could drink, four days a week I did not. And that actually felt really good and, and very reasonable if, it seems too overwhelming to go on like full cold turkey mm. for January. So, and by the way, at any point, it's okay to start. You can start yes. right now. You don't have to have done it starting January 1. We actually, in all truth, started January 2nd. Yes. Because January 1st Why is your day. What? <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> well, because it was. It's oh, the gonna, peanut gallery over right, there. Right. Well, I mean, I get it. We, we fudged it by a day because it was football and. Okay, no. This. It, Technically, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter because you're, you're New Year's Eve, you're celebrating. As soon as you, you know, you, you clink in the glasses at midnight, you're technically drinking on January 1 anyway. True. We're big college football fans, so yes. the big college football day. So we were going to drink during that. So yes, we did drink on January 1. We started January 2. I think a lot of people did that. So don't, don't hold that against us <laughs> if you could, please. But yeah, it is kind of a movement now. So people have their reasons. So, uh, Andy, you just mentioned something about going out and drinking, do you need five or six or seven or eight drinks when you go out? Yeah. What's the other part of that though that's a problem? Buying six, seven, eight drinks. You're so right, yeah. At a restaurant yep. cost you a pretty penny. Yeah. So in addition to, like Robes and I are feeling great right now because we are on our dry January kick. We feel amazing. She was walking today into the studio, said, I got some pep in my step. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and you do. It feels absolutely great. But we added up December. Oh my goodness. How much this is money. so embarrassing. <laughs> we spent on oh alcohol for the month. And we were able to do this by going back and looking at receipts from our account, also looking at Drizzly. Yeah, we um, love Drizzly. How much we order there? For those of you who don't know, it's yes. it's an app on your phone, and in major cities, all you have to do is go onto Drizzly and say what you want alcohol-wise to come to your apartment, and it is there within thirty minutes. It's pretty amazing and also very dangerous. So it's easy for us to come up with what we spent. This does not include, however, the trips we made every once in a while to a liquor store. So this is strictly Drizzly. And going out, our number. Wait, can I also Go say, ahead. though, a, c a couple of my Drizzly orders involved other people in my apartment. It wasn't that stop, I stop, am the only bro, one to consume this. I stop. had Are people really? over, my parents, oh my friends. God. So just, I wanted to but make that caveat. Why? Because it's a crazy you number. You most of that it's, stuff. Don't do that. We were is, here to be open and honest. It's and an have absurd everybody. number. It, well, okay. We spent in the month of December $2,869 on alcohol. Oh alone gosh. period so, oh my god I'm so embarrassed I mean I don't know what I thought the number would be higher oh to be honest with you god. but that is an amount of money now that's going to be saved in January so Andy was saying you go out and you that is another benefit there are health benefits there are financial benefits some people do it with a family member or a friend he talked about, talked about accountability some people just want to reset like Andy was saying as well between Thanksgiving and New Year's, we all go at it food-wise and alcohol-wise. And some people want to do a little weight loss. You were talking about this. Have yep. you experienced it yet? Yes. So uh, we're a week and a half in, yep. and I have been stepping on the scale because I'm curious, and I've already lost two pounds. I'm three to five pounds now. Wow. Three to five. But do you know how I that eating as well? Yep. <laughs> 
and all the running, and I drop weight so quickly, which isn't healthy, I don't think, but I've dropped that weight already this month. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's just, and that's just, this is the a week and a half in. So, and that's the only major change. I mean, we've always been runners and we've always been pretty good about watching what we eat. So the alcohol is the big change that we've made. Um, we haven't talked about our numbers yet. And I, I say this because one of the biggest problems with drinking and alcohol and your relationship with it, as we mentioned at the top, is that most people are not honest about it. <laughs> and... You know, I hesitate a little bit because I just know what the headlines are going to be. And it's it's daunting to think about what people will write in a headline if I say how much I drink uh, a week. But I will say this past year, a lot of people experienced the pandemic and excessive amounts of drinking because, A, you were bored. You didn't have anywhere to go. You had nothing to do. You had no one to see. And work was from home. I didn't experience that. I was at work every day. I was working more than I have actually in recent years. So last year was my pandemic. I didn't have a job to go to. I was staying away from a lot of friends and family. We were laying low. And so what did I do? I drank a lot, a lot more than I ever have. I don't think I've ever gone a full year where I drank every single day. And that was 2023 for me. And it wasn't that I was getting wasted or drunk or any of that. It was just keeping a buzz going all day or at least keeping a relaxed state of mind in a heightened anxious year mm -hmm. and so I'm appalled when I look back at how much I actually drank but we were um, and look a lot of people and including the ones in the room here with us we, we, we asked you asked folks initially how much you drink and people want to try to initially fudge the numbers and then once you start talking a little more about it and getting a little more open and honest about it you find some realities about your alcohol use that maybe you need to re-examine your relationship with i think you are somebody who would admit that i am certainly somebody who right now and in years past need to re-examine my relationship with alcohol and that's what we are doing and i hope a lot of you all are doing right now as well but we part of this and us talking to you is we have to be honest and so we are going to be honest about our alcohol intake, why we do it, what that number actually is, mm -hmm. and what we're going to do about it moving forward. All of that is coming up next. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., that's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts Connect the alarm Change the podcast you stream Connect the snooze Ten more minutes to dream Connect the shower Lather up with the news Sports talk Comedians or movie reviews Connect with that three hour philosophy show Change the drive into work In traffic so slow Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. 
Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Uh, Amy and TJ back here now. We were speaking to you before we took that little um, break about the number. We asked you all to come up with it. Uh, what, really, how much, if you're being honest with yourself, how many drinks do you have per week? Um, you tell your, the honest number is one thing. You tell your doctor or on a questionnaire a different answer. But Robes, we, you said something before we took that break that jumped out at me, and I get it. You said you're worried about what the headline would be. Right. Isn't that what it always is, though? You're worried about what people will think, what people will say. And so you fudge it a little bit. When we say people, right, in our situation, we, we, we know that <laughs> saying something is going to get plucked and is going to get twisted in some way to make some awful, salacious headline just click to get bait. you to click. Clickbait. Just to get you to click. And then you're going to click and say, ah, oh, that's not really what it really was. But right. as long as you click. So it, it was just something. And it's unfortunate that we sit here and we're trying to be open and honest and talk right. uh, so freely and relate to people. <laughs> um, on this very issue, and we we hesitate, and I get why, but we hesitate because yeah. wow, being honest is going to produce something. Yeah, cheers to my new Google search. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say before I uh, talk about this. Um, when I did an honest assessment, and it's funny because I'm going to bring you into this mm -hmm. because as I was doing it in my head and my math, you jumped in with something that changes it. So. I think it's pretty honest to say before last year, I think 15 to 20 is probably a more honest answer of what I drank per week. Per week. Um, yeah, two drinks a day average, but sometimes I'd have three or four. This year, I would say it was at least three drinks a day and oftentimes more. So it could be four, it could be five. And so I was saying I'm at least above 21 plus drinks per week, but you made a good point. So yes, if I'm having a glass of rosé or um, a beer that's measurable. Actually, probably not even because my pours are heavy. Five ounces is actually yes. what it is for wine and ain't no way I pour myself a five ounce glass of wine. So, I mean, you might even double what I just said mm -hmm. given the fact that I make probably more of a nine ounce pour, which mm -hmm. is what you are typically used to seeing. But you and I, the drinks I drink are beer, wine, and margaritas. Oh, mm -hmm. April spritzes too. I love April spritzes. Those are, those, I mean, okay, that's pretty much my <laughs> my wheelhouse. But you pointed out when you make a margarita, yeah. it's not just one drink. So that's a mistake that a lot of people make in doing your number. So we asked you at the top what your number was. You might recalculate once you hear this. the The official guidelines say that one drink is a either a one beer or a five ounce glass of wine or one and a half ounces of liquor 1.5 ounces of liquor so a margarita the way we make them at home at least has two shots of tequila and one and a half shots of Cointreau that is easily can be categorized as two drinks in that one drink maybe even more possibly so what does that do to your number so I started adding <laughs> mine up I'm I'm over 30 drinks a week then okay if, so if if that is the math and that is that is appalling to me that is embarrassing to me that is not I mean, what I wish it were but you're not alone in it and we just happen to be saying it out loud I mean the number for heavy drinking for a week for a woman is eight or more per week so you certainly fall into the category of heavy drinking I, I knew that but I didn't realize just how, how much? much okay so and again you're you're not alone in that um but mine, when I said it to you, you said, wait a minute, tell me. Yeah, I, <laughs> no I, I, I honestly, it was jaw dropping and not possible to me. Not po so I can easily go through 18 drinks a day. 18 Ex drinks a day. Explain how you can do that. It, it's, we, we run, obviously everybody's familiar with that at this point, but we're big runners. I like to do my runs in the morning, but something we also, you got me into, something called Run to Fun. We do that <laughs> during the... We You're do welcome. That. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But normally it would happen after work. We At noon, we would go for a run and then go have you a beer. You a lot of caveat. You're trying to explain but, things But that away. is true, though. What? That is because when we had actual nine to five, or not nine to five, but Monday through Friday jobs where you were you know, responsible for being alert and on your game... You obviously were not drinking. You want to stop talking about the past now? Fine. Um, 
Run to fun is what you coined when you finished your drink. It's nice outside. You finish literally run. run to what did I say. Yeah, finish you your drink. Finish your drink. <laughs> <laughs> when you finish your run, when I finish my drink, I go for a run. No, <laughs> but you literally finish your run, and the run ends at a bar. You map out your run so that if yeah. you're running five miles, you hit five miles at a particular bar. It's We've an incentive it. to an get incentive. the work done. So now, if we're not doing that out. We'll go run eight, nine in the morning. It doesn't matter what, two miles, four, five, six, ten. And I come back and we have a beer. I put two beers in the freezer and let them get a little colder and we'll have a beer. A Miller Lite. A Miller Lite. Okay. So you have the one. I'll end up with two. So here we are at 10 in the morning after a run. I am two drinks in. At 10 a.m. That's easy. We go to lunch. Two drink minimum. At lunch, fair to say? Yeah. Okay. Now, if we're not out and about for the day, running errands or doing something, and we're just inside, could easily have my drink, a drink in my hand from two in the afternoon until seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. So you do those numbers, and Oof. that's a drink an hour for another eight hours, you could yeah. argue, or even less, but that's another eight hours of a drink in hand plus the four I've already had during the day. The problem there is that some of those drinks made at home are margaritas. You're not actually pouring yourself 18 drinks. You're actually adding the liquor you put into it. And I would argue what also makes it a little fuzzier is what we would do sometimes in the afternoon, chilling, whatever. Again, no work. And we would make just a big margarita and we would just kind of sip it and share it. So Together. I have no way of knowing actually how, <laughs> how much, much I had, share. how much you had. It was just like a slow, you know, over a period of, you know, an hour. I don't know. So if you do that math, 18 drinks a day for seven days. Oh my God. I can't, week, I, that is. It's, it's difficult oh to compute. God. Yeah. But again, for, for folks out there, and we were talking to Emma here in the, the room, our wonderful producer who's sitting here but she's 22 year old young lady we were talking to her about the drinking and it was surprising and a lot of people will will probably reassess your number because she said yeah i have this many but then i'll have drink i have shots in between but i don't count the shots don't count the shots now why did that even why did you even why don't shots count in your head well i think it's either a good way to start the night so you kind of forget that you took them. Mm. It's like exit the door, couple shots. Or you're at the bar, you took them, and then you grab your drink. So all you remembered was grabbing your drink and leaving the bar. And so the shots didn't count because it was just quick. It wasn't an experience of having a drink. Yes, correct. And so, yes, we have to count the shots. It was absolutely an experience, but they were not counted in my drink. Correct. And do you (laughs) think that you also, like I didn't do this either, consider if you're having a mixed drink, how many shots are in the mixed drink so it's not just one drink. Oh, gosh. I didn't really think about that. Mm. Neither did I. I explicitly would get a double shot gin and tonic. That was my thing. Mm. So, uh, and again, folks, we say this in, uh, look, we obviously we love our drinking, but uh, to to hear like the the World Health Organization and and these big groups say there's no amount of alcohol that is safe to consume, not a sip of it and the recommendations for heavy drinking or moderate drinking that you should obviously be in the moderate drinking category you want to be as low as possible but to 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 for me to sit here and actually do the math which is the first time i've done it in the past year but 18 drinks that i can i don't do that every day but on a on a you don't do that every day no, no 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 but but easily when we were just lounging and doing nothing that's an easy number to get when I was looking into the research of this, because there was so much I didn't know, one of the first things that all of the experts suggest, if you're considering or you are doing dry January, or maybe even starting now, mid-January, I mean, it's never too late. Why? Why do you want to make a change? And I can say this for me, I knew this past year was an anomaly. It was not a year that hopefully will ever be repeated, but it's been weighing heavily on me, not just about the amount of alcohol that I consumed, but also what I know about alcohol and cancer and specifically breast cancer. I am a breast cancer survivor. And when I was diagnosed, one of the first things that my doctors told me was to reduce my alcohol intake. It raises estrogen levels. 
So it increases your chance of developing breast cancer in the first place. And I will say this because I'm someone who lives with the fear of recurrence, as all breast cancer survivors do. There's no scientific proof as of yet, but most doctors believe because it raises your estrogen levels, especially if you have a hormone positive cancer like I did, it also then it would make sense that it raises your chance for reoccurrence. Now, there is no strong evidence from studies to support or to refute it. But my God, I would still always say it's better to err on the side of caution. And so I know that that's such an important part of my life. I have changed my diet. I have changed my exercise. I have focused on sleep. But alcohol has been something that I haven't fully committed to reducing. And in fact, as I pointed out last year, I increased. Okay, but why don't you? This is, I'm, I'm saying this as somebody in this mm-hmm. conversation that works with you, but somebody that loves you, who who sees what you go through really for the past nine plus years, yeah. right? But now someone who I am this close to and dealing with every day and every little health scare and everything that goes on. And folks who are listening, wait a minute, you got another chance at life. You had, right. you beat breast cancer. You So why is it when your doctor tells you you need to reduce this just cause, why even take the risk? Why is it you still drink the way you do? I, I think that for me, and I always said this, I don't, I've never been one to drink to mask pain. I always drink to enhance joy. And so I love that little extra kick of, I love to laugh. It's probably my favorite thing to do in life. And so if you have that drink in your hand, you laugh a little more, you dance a little more. Life just gets a little more fun as long as you know not to drink too much. And that has always been part of what I've loved about the experience of drinking is just getting that little extra boost I guess is the way I would put it. And then you can also go into this whole thing where life is short, have the wine. Um, I do so many other things that are healthy that might offset the drinking. So you start rationalizing it in your head and there's no, I will also say this, and I think you can agree. And most people who know me know that I don't know why, I don't know how, and I've always called it a curse and a blessing. I don't get hangovers. So I don't really pay the price the next morning the way a lot of people do. And so there's a lot less incentive for me not to go ahead and have some fun. So all of those reasons why I rationalize drinking. But you you say I rationalize almost as if you acknowledge that it's irrational. Oh, I'm acknowledging it fully. Fully. How about you? Why do you drink? Well, it's changed over time, right? College is one thing, right? And high school is a different thing. And talk about my relationship with alcohol. It goes back to I, I have I have needed to change my relationship with alcohol for a long time to the point I was I was suspended from high school for drinking. And my dad was the principal. I was going to say, by your father. <laughs> my dad sent my ass home to his house <laughs> to suspend me. This is a 100% true story. I'll have him on and let him tell you later. But it was, uh, <laughs> that was a rough day. <laughs> um, but it goes back to, it, I was getting in trouble for drinking that early on. Of course, college is a blur. But after that, just alcohol has always been a, a part of the social experiment. But I, I got to, and I think for the first time, 20... 2015, I got a diagnosis of moderately severe depression. I, I didn't do anything about it until about 2020. But in that five-year stretch, I was in a really, really bad mental place. And that is when I, for the first time in my life, I started drinking to mask pain. You just want that pain to stop. And that alcohol was doing it. And I was, I, I drink, we talk about the 18 drinks here, but then I, I could easily get up first thing in the morning and pour a vodka orange juice. Wow. No problem. But that was trying to mask pain. I drink now, it's a, you know I like my drinks, you know I like to mix them, but initially I started it before it became a movement just because, to Andy's point earlier, Thanksgiving to New Year's, we are all going at it hard. So much alcohol, you're not eating the way you normally would. And then when January 1 came around, like, ah, let me take a break. So I just started doing it kind of after college and enjoyed it, loved how I felt. And then you have to ask yourself, well, you feel this good, why the hell won't you just do this all the time? And you can curtail, you can cut back. I just, I think maybe I did a little in 20, I think before everything went down with us, I was probably curtailing my drinking a little bit. And then everything went down with us in 2023 and we were drinking nonstop. And so now it is a reset. And I want to give you props here because Mm. I have done, as I said a couple of times, a damp or a semi-dry January, which I love, but I don't know that I would have felt comfortable or felt, honestly, this may sound crazy, but I don't know that I would have felt brave enough or courageous enough to say, 
I am 100% going cold turkey this month if you hadn't said I'm doing it and we can do it together. And I know that that is one of the big tips if you're thinking about this is to have somebody do it with you. It does make a big difference. And so you absolutely gave me the confidence and the courage to go ahead and say, okay, I'm on record. <laughs> I'm not drinking at all this month. My, and in fact, I have to say my two daughters said, you're not going to make it. Oh, wow. You're not going to last. Oh, it's... They did not. They don't think I'm going to make it. How, do you feel like you want a drink? Like the past couple of days, have you felt, oh, I really want a drink? Uh, yeah, but uh, not, it's not been crazy. I mean, there's the, to the point where we've just said how much we have been drinking this past year. There's no withdrawal for me. Like, I don't feel that at all. But yeah, I've definitely wanted an April spritz around 5 p.m. a couple of days. Sure. Not at all. I haven't even, the past few days, I'm in a rhythm now to where alcohol is not a part of my life anymore. So I don't even think about it and planning and, and events I'm doing and parties I'm going to or, or lunches I'm having or games I'm watching. It's not even a part of it. It's just second nature now. Stop drinking. All right. So when we come back, we're going to talk about our tips, what we've been doing, and also what scientists, what doctors say actually happens to your body in 30 days when you stop drinking. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+. Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Welcome back, everyone, to Amy and TJ. We are talking about dry January. Uh, we're a week and a half in, and so far, so good. We mentioned I've lost two pounds. You've lost... Three to five. Three to five pounds. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's just scratching the surface. I have already a lot more energy, and I know I'm sleeping better. I feel like I have more mental clarity. So there's all these things that, that you feel better about. You, you're the same? I mean, you see me and you know my sleeping habits. So I sleep much better. I sleep so much better. Um, and yeah, you're not in a, in a haze. Uh, I'm sharper. I got more energy. I feel so much better in the month of January when I do this. I saw you smile this morning and I said, oh, <laughs> you're smiling in the morning. That was a big... Wait, I don't usually smile in the morning? No, not that much. What? I mean, you're usually focused in the morning. But you were smiling, and that was so great. Because I was happy to see you. I'd been sitting up by myself the past two hours <laughs> working on this podcast. 4 a.m., I get up at 6 a.m. That's about the way we roll. Um, interesting what happens, though. We talk about cravings. It's not necessarily a craving for alcohol, but I read that eating more protein curbs cravings when you are doing a dry January because scientifically this makes sense. Your blood sugar is responding to the reduction of alcohol intake and so your body what does it want it wants sugar and you have experienced this i'm not a big sugar person anyway but wow you have really <laughs> invested in twizzlers i have uh, a lot of 
oh, you know, I stopped eating. I'm in a bad, bad candy habit my whole life, really. And certainly during my career and sitting on a set, it'd be a big bag of what? Gummy, gummy bears. bears. Gummy bears sitting there during every single show. I got some a bad report from a dentist <laughs> uh, a couple years ago, and I quit candy, cold turkey, just stopped. And I went almost two years without having a single bite of candy. Until now. Until now. And you've seen me. I, I can't stop. I have a... <laughs> <laughs> it is, I am going after candy non-stop <laughs> during January. I mean, that makes sense. Yep, it does. Okay. And so what we've done is I have been drinking about a case a day of LaCroix. Uh, I love club soda. I'm not a big mocktail person because, I, again, I don't like to add the sugar. Um, but we put them in wine glasses mm-hmm. And ice and some lemons or limes or rosemary. And one of the other big things, talk about saving money. We would go out probably once a day or close to that, at least, you know, five times a week. And we, where do we sit? At the bar. At the bar. That's where the fun is, right? You, it just, there's energy up there. (laughs) It just, it feels good. But then probably you end up having more drinks flow than you would have otherwise if you were sitting at a table. Yeah, because the bartender, you could just call call the name, yeah. they'll come right to you. And just Boom. another round? Sure, Good why not? So we've only gone out once for lunch, mm-hmm. one time, and we sat at a table. <laughs> we did not <laughs> sit at the bar. So we're not going out. And so we're staying in. We're saving a lot of money. We're cooking at home. And it's it's nice, <laughs> right? It's it is nice. So there there are incentives, and to your you can people wonder can a month make a difference? Yes, there are differences. Your body these are measurable. We have anecdotal right. uh, evidence of of it working, but there is science behind it that in fact in a month you can do and reverse some damage in one month of abstaining from alcohol. It's pretty remarkable. In fact, we can break it down. By week. So the first week of alcohol-free, uh, doctors say you'll see you have improved hydration. And that includes like your skin, ladies, if you're worried about aging, that all helps with skin and headaches and fatigue. So those all get better. And then you have improved sleep quality, even the first week, because alcohol dis- disrupts, suppresses uh, that REM sleep that you all need. So anyway, you're going to feel more refreshed less tired, and your skin's going to look amazing. Second week of being alcohol-free, doctors say you will absolutely experience mental clarity because you're going to wake up feeling more rested. This is what happened to me today. Increased hydration also helps with energy and brain fog. You also, and this is huge, improved digestion because alcohol causes inflammation in your intestines. So, it actually starts creating stomach acid backing up. So, you know, you have acid reflux, uh, sometimes like a whatever, you just have a bad stomach. A lot of that has to do with alcohol intake. Okay. Well, everybody in the room knows you're having some stomach issues oh, right now. No, well. my, stomach, my stomach is always noisy. And with yeah. all that LaCroix, um, that actually is, I'm sure, contributing Wait, so to You it. want to blame it on the LaCroix? Well, no. Sweetheart, you had chi- you had a hot dog, chili dog yesterday? I did not. I didn't put it? the chili on. Oh. I just had a hot Because you were giving me so much crap about it, I just used mustard instead. And I didn't have a bun. Oh <laughs> so God. here's me trying to work around having a hot dog. I love them. But bottom line, after two weeks without alcohol, your stomach lining begins to return to normal. So if any of you out there have acid reflux or heartburn, you will see those symptoms start to ease up or even go away after just two weeks of not drinking alcohol. Third week, alcohol-free. This is what we have to look forward to next week. Reduced blood pressure. So if you have elevated blood pressure, you will see your blood pressure most likely go down. Your... Um, it also, and that reduces your risk of stroke or heart disease, which obviously is huge. And then you also have improved kidney health because drinking alcohol damages your kidneys over time. So after only three weeks without alcohol, doctors say your kidneys can start to heal and function properly. I mean, that's remarkable. But here's like one that really threw me. Four weeks without alcohol, improved liver health. This is what you were talking about. Your liver actually can scar that's you know talk about liver disease um if you are an alcoholic or a heavy drinker but your liver is actually capable of recovering from the damage alcohol caused after just 30 days you can restore your liver to its normal function these are people who are heavy drinkers not people who have you know alcohol as a disease that might be a completely different level of drinking but heavy drinkers 30 days your liver can return 
to normal. Your glucose levels stabilize and you have reduced anxiety. And that's ironic because a lot of people, some people may drink to ease anxiety, but actually it disrupts your entire brain, your, your brain's chemical structure when you're drinking all the time. So it you're giving it space to actually function the way it's supposed to, and it will ultimately reduce anxiety. So 30 days can make a difference. And the point of the 30 days is not just the break. It's great to have the health break, but this is meant for all of us to re-examine our relationship with alcohol and ask some of those questions. Why can't I go a day without a drink? Why can't I go a week? Why do I drink? And it's it's a good time of self-reflection. And, and we talk about men and women here, but women particular, in particular need to pay closer attention to this for a number of reasons. Um, women, it takes, obviously it takes less alcohol. So you, you were saying you and I could drink the same thing right now. You will get drunk faster and you will stay drunk longer than I will. And during the pandemic, they started to notice and it happens in the past few years, there is an increase in deaths among women, a sharper wow. increase in alcohol related deaths for women. Still more men are dying, but the increase is sharper among women. This happened around the pandemic and to the, got to the point around on alcoholic, uh, alcohol-related deaths in that month, excuse me, uh, during the pandemic. California recorded more deaths from alcohol use than they did from breast cancer and car accidents combined. I just got chills. During wow. the pandemic, right? And those numbers and women are the one you really have to pay attention to the alcohol you're taking in when it comes to breast cancer, but also just be, be, being able to keep in mind. Heart disease. Heart everything. It increases your Diabetes. chance of everything. But for women, those increases in how your body takes in and, and metabolizes alcohol is something you really, really have to pay attention to. All right, so what happens on February 1, TJ? Nothing. I, 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 I probably won't have a drink until the Super Bowl is how it usually goes because I, I start to just, yeah, I'm in a routine. Now, so I'm not planning and want to run right out on February 1st and get a drink. I have no desire for a drink right now. What about my birthday? Oh, yes. It's we a got little to, bit before the Super we, Bowl. We, we got to go to town. Uh, so <laughs> that will probably be Okay, it. that's what I figured. That'll probably be it. Um, but how about just like... In general, are you more aware now? Are you going to change your habits or just be at least more aware of your habits? I am aware of them. I just don't take the time I'm taking now to actually do a real assessment, mm -hmm. right? I know how much I drink. I know I drink too much. But now is a time to where if February 1st, we should all, if you're doing a dry January, have a different habit moving forward. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be long-term beneficial for health. So yeah, that's, and you're going to have to help me with that. You yeah. and I are together all the time and can't remember the last time I had a drink when you weren't next to me. Yeah. No, I mean, having someone to be accountable to and with is important. And, you know, there are a couple, we'll leave you with some tips that I'm going to try to incorporate for the rest of the year, for the rest of my life. So you can do something as simple as choosing one or two days a week where you say, I am not going to drink. So designated dry days, no matter what, just pick them and go with it. Also, you could pick a time that is your cutoff. So during the week, I'm not going to drink after 8 p.m. Or during the weekends, I'm not going to drink after 10 p.m. And while I may still be out, I'll just switch to club soda. And if you make that specific rule for yourself, you're more likely to follow it. So be specific. You also can set a drink maximum for the week. Like I'm not going to go over 10 drinks this week, whatever it is. And then, and Andrew, you said you were doing this in between drinks. And I've done this in the past. Don't just get a second round. It's so easy to say, I'll take another. Instead, skip a beat, have a full glass of water in between your drinks, and that will also set you up for success and not drinking more than you wanted to or more than you should. And they do say, folks, that uh, about 70% of folks who do a dry January do, in fact, end up drinking less for the rest of the year. They actually do make changes and reduce their alcohol intake. So if you're doing it now and you make it through the month of January, chances are you're going to be better off. All right. And let us know how you're doing. We love to hear feedback on our Instagram podcast page, Amy and TJ. Uh, we'd love to hear from you how you're doing, what you're doing. And uh, it's good to know you're not alone. It's good to know there are other people doing it with you. There is something about that safety in numbers. So cheers to all of your efforts in just improving your health in any and every way you can. And be kind to yourself. It's okay. If you've already slipped this month, it's okay. You can start up again, but don't don't be too hard on yourself. Be a little kind to yourself about it. You're trying at least, and that's okay. So um, enjoy the rest of the month. Happy health to you all. But for now, Amy and TJ here. Um, 
Cheers is what you said? Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to the new year. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com/theshy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.